really the question was, how can we have better conversations with, with our customers, which is a generic enough, but also motivational enough kind of, kind of statement. And the notion is that, well, we can use data to have better conversations with our, with our customers or our potential customers. So um, understanding what they're, what they're interested in, understanding what they might be interested in, understanding what they've done before. Welcome to 33 Tangents, a roundtable discussion covering a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Your hosts, Jason Thompson, John Moran, Jen Coons, and myself, Jim Driscoll, all live in different areas of the world, but work together in the same company. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. Excellent. So we are here today with Aaron Fossum, uh, Director of uh, Digital Analytics at Holland America. And our topic is to talk a little bit about customer data platform and some of the things that he's uh, kind of been involved with. Um, so I thought we start by maybe telling us, you know, what uh, what brought about this uh, this interest in, in this ecosystem for, for you at Holland and um, a little bit of background about it, maybe. Yeah, so I started here at Holland America a couple of years, coming up on my two-year anniversary, and um, really the question was, how can we have better conversations with with our customers? Which is a generic enough, but also motivational enough kind of kind of statement. And the notion is that well, we can use data to have better conversations with our with our customers or our potential customers. So um, understanding what they're what they're interested in, understanding what they might be interested in, understanding what they've done before. Um, and there's a lot of data points to support that conversation. A lot of data points we can listen to, whether it be um, you know we're augmenting demographic data from a third party supplier or we're augmenting some kind of behavioral data from a second party. Um, and so try to bring all this data into an ecosystem where we can get to know and, and understand the customer a little bit better. And then the question becomes, uh, how do you, ma- you know, okay, great, you've got all these different uh, data points going on, you're building all these different models, uh, you're personalizing experiences. Well, how are you going to get that data from point A to point B? And that really started kind of the conversation of, okay, well, what, what in, is going to be our customer data strategy? What are the different kinds of data points that we need to get together? Uh, what are the different kinds of models we might want to build on that? And then once we have all those components, how do we, sh- how do we orchestrate um, the data from point A to point B? Excellent. So w- what are some of like the use cases that brought about this uh, kind of desire for, for that level of connectivity? Because it seems like a kind of the next level of evolution of the data being collected and matured within different parts of the platform. And now, you know, creating this connectivity, were there some like specific use cases that kind of brought that about or uh, for Holland America? Yeah, so the the use cases at this point are, are a little bit generic. General, um, there there are certainly specific instances of that use case. For for example, um, you know we we may um, we cater to uh, adventure. You know, people who are more into adventure or or like to explore their destinations a little bit more. So that kind of attitude will manifest itself through maybe certain signals that that we would get through um, say non cash transactions. Um, you know, maybe maybe folks are, are have have 
common interest in outdoors. And so if we knew that this person was interested in the outdoors, then we knew that they might, then we might know that they might be interested in, in cruising with us to Alaska. So how do we combine those preferences that, that the customer tells us about with um, the potential actions they can take? The signals, for, the, the signals that would support that kind of uh, understanding of a customer and cu customer's potential preferences come from many different areas. So we might have you know, our, our customer relationship database over here saying they've sailed with us to Alaska before. Uh, we might have a third party, you know, uh, data set that says, you know, they, they tend to like to go hiking. Uh, we may have uh, some onboard um, revenue that comes from yet another one of our internal systems that says um, this person likes to, you know, uh, likes to go whale watching. Um, these three different data sets are in kind of their own silos and somehow we need to bring them together so that we can, so we can learn from the those different uh, signals that might be in their separate silos. So um, customer data platform for port to, to offer functionality to make that easier for us to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it sounds like a big undertaking. Is that something that um, you start by kind of creating like a vision and a roadmap for how this would be executed? Or is this kind of more of the discovery phase? Because it sounds yeah. like a huge undertaking to, to kind of identify. It's pretty massive, and uh, uh, not to use use a poorly chosen cliche, but it, it is you know tip of the iceberg. You, you know, you're looking at this uh, at the start as, at the start of your journey, and you're saying, you know, we've got massive amounts of data in in various different places. We need a place to bring it all together, um, and you start going down this road of just trailing. You know, so what? So what? So what? Okay, we mm -hmm. get this data together. How? What are we going to learn about it? Okay, how are we going to learn that thing? Okay, how are we going to answer some of the very fundamental pipeline issues like how do we know that um, you know uh, this data from from your CRM matches with this data from your you know uh, transactional system mm -hmm. and bring that all together and understand that you're still describing one person and so you're right it, it becomes a pretty massive undertaking um, it doesn't seem like that at first because you're thinking oh well you just take data from over here and you take data from over there you throw it all in a big pot and it comes out as this beautiful model it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way Mm -hmm. um, and so um, it requires having some vision, some some potential use cases, and then you know beginning to to coalesce around some kind of a strategy for what you want to do with the data. Can we take a can we take a step back real quick? And I'd love your thoughts on um, what what a customer data platform means to you, because I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and um, actually started having a conversation on Twitter this morning. So it was really good timing. The day we're recording this podcast uh, here in Utah and maybe elsewhere, I'm sure, we woke up mm -hmm. to the news that another one of our companies had quite a large acquisition with Qualtrics being picked up for $8 billion. Mm -hmm. um, And it spurred this conversation around why did they get such a huge price tag? It's a survey tool. And it kind of uh, moved into this conversation around customer experience management and, and knowing more about the customer. And that's why the value is there. And uh, I kind of just started to think back through through my history. So I started out as a software engineer at Nobel um, in the late 90s. And we built um, what I would call a, a CDP back then. Um, mm -hmm. It was not necessarily one tool, but we brought in Informatica to do a lot of ETL. We brought in some database experts to build us, um, you know, some some uh, some data marts. We put Siebel marketing on top of it, and to me, that was our 
our, our customer data platform. But is that different today? What does it mean to you? What are we, you know, what's the, the buzz? Because there seems to be a real renewed interest in it. And we've always, you know, talked about 360 view of the customer and all this, but there seems to be a renewed buzz around customer data platforms specifically. So what, how do you define it? And how's that different from kind of this master approach um, that we've, we've taken historically in the past? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think I think the vendors out there would, would love for us to think that this is this completely brand new, never before done kind of thing. But I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, we've been moving data from point A to point B for some time, and, and we've been trying to find um, connection points. You know, between different data sets um, for some time. I, I think there's really two things that make what we now are coming to know as a CDP different. Um, I, I should, I guess, start by, by defining what I think a CDP is. Fu- fundamentally, it's, it's an environment. And an environment, as, as I look out at the vendor ecosystem, can mean lots of different things. Um, but it's effectively an environment that allows you to pretty easily um, take data from multiple systems, combine them together through um, somehow linking user identities, uh, and then running them through various pipelines to do modeling and um, push them out to other endpoints where you, where you can make more decisions. I realize that sounds like a lot of words, um, and it might <laughs> it might help to kind of kind of describe fundamentally what we're trying to do hasn't hasn't changed, Jason, since since we were starting to build these systems, you know, in the late '90s. Really, um, you have a you know customer record. Um, then, so, so you've acquired a customer record. That's the first starting point. The second thing you want to do is you want to begin to enrich that customer record with data that comes from multiple sources. And if there's one thing different today than, than there was, say, 20 years ago, it might be that we have just this massive proliferation of the different kinds and sources of data. But fundamentally, we're still trying to bring them into the same environment and enrich that profile so we have a more robust customer record. Once we have that more robust customer record, we want to do some kind of a modeling on it, whether it's a segmentation or some kind of a propensity analysis or what have you, but we want to do some kind of a modeling on it. And today that modeling is more and more that modeling is done through AI and machine learning. So, so we have a few more robust options. And then once we've, once we've you know, acquired that customer data, enriched that customer's record, modeled against it, then we ultimately want to decide and act on that data by, by getting the most relevant message in front, of that, in front of that person. So I like to talk about in terms of those four things, you know, acquire the customer record, enrich the customer record, model against the customer record, and then act on that customer record or, or have the conversation. Um, a CDP, in my definition of the term, is, is any any platform that create that, that provides an environment where it's easier to stitch those four activities together. And that's how I define it, a customer data platform. I like it. So do you see it more as a, a framework or an ideal versus a product? Or are we seeing in the market products that are positioning as a CDP? Because if we look at you know, our own backyard in the digital analytics space, we see the traditional tag management vendors that have been forced to be something other than tag management, 
um, probably because they were getting beat up by the cloud vendors of Adobe and Google that were giving away for free. And now we mm -hmm. see companies like Telium and Insighton kind of pivoting. Um, I don't know if they're calling it CDP, but they're using a lot of that language. So is it a framework? Is it a product? Is, is it a group of best of breed products? What, what actually is it? Oh, well, <laughs> you know, Jason has good questions. <laughs> that's a fantastic question. <laughs> Let me get a little case of the giggles here. Um, it's a fantastic question because um, there really is not a consistent, you know, definition across the industry. Um, you know, what is it? Um, it's a platform, and I, that sounds very ambiguous because there are very, there are a lot of different vendors taking taking massively different approaches. Everything from vendors who will then take your data and host it in the cloud to other vendors who will provide the same kind of functionality, but instead of hosting that data in the cloud in, in kind of a different instance of that data, um, they instead stitch things together. And so they're instead of you know housing the data, they don't house the data at all. They just pipe the data together and leave it resident in its own systems. And there are many, many different technical mm -hmm. approaches. So that makes the definition hard to, to nail down to any one kind of thing. I, I tend to define it as a software solution that makes the stitching easier. But, you know, I, I, was, I was on the phone the other day with, with Joe Stano from Forrester, and I said, it's, you know, I, I talked to a lot of these folks who say, hey, I'm a CDP, and guess what? I'm a CDP too, and everybody says there's a, there's a CDP. He and I kind of agree that maybe 20% of the vendors who you know send you send you those automated emails, maybe twenty percent of them are what you might call a real CDP, meaning that they exist primarily for making it easier to stitch customer data together so that you can take action on it. Maybe only about twenty percent. The remaining eighty percent, you know, are somewhere in the, in that ecosystem, but they tend to range everywhere from you know I see a lot of point solutions. They're they're um, customer or their, their uh, vendors who want to sell you third-party customer data, um, but they're finding that you know that that market is becoming kind of commoditized because everybody's selling third-party customer data, and so they kind of adopt that CDP moniker. Um, or maybe they they provide a great machine learning solution that, that is able at, uh, able to um, you know do great clustering algorithms. And they now call themselves a CDP because after all, in order for them to do their job, they have to be able to acquire data and push it to the next place. So now all of a sudden they're a CDP too. Right. And so if you're out there looking at these customer data platforms or, or people calling themselves a CDP, you've really have, got to have a really um, clear vision uh, of the strategy. What, what are the pieces that you're wanting to stitch together and, and what does it actually mean to have a piece of software that... Um, helps you to actually stitch those things together. There's a lot out there who call themselves a CDP. Yeah, so let's let's dive into that a little bit um, because one of the things that is a real challenge in the MarTech space is the sense of new tools and technologies um, that come on the market. And oftentimes you have, whether it's Wall Street investors or your board, you know, they hear all these buzzwords. You know, it's machine learning, it's AI, it's now a CDP. And we have to have it. Um, and, and I think it's, it's good to be pushed into research. And um, e even if we take pieces um, of it apart, you know, companies that you work with where you're trying to just sessionize and stitch together has, has huge value. But as we've talked about, it's so overwhelming. Um, if, you know, if I'm a director of analytics or a manager of analytics and 
my CMO is coming to me and saying, Jason, we need to get into CDP. What, what would be your um, advice to me? You know, where, where do we start from a strategy perspective? I think you were kind of going down that path. I would love to yeah. dive into that a little bit more. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a simplest at heart. Um, you know, take that Occam's razor approach to the simplest, the simplest solution and always start with why. As cheesy as that sounds, I would say, what it, okay, CDP, great. Why? And hopefully your CMO is going to say, well, so we can have better conversations with customers by understanding, by having a better understanding of what they might be interested in. Okay, great. And then start to sketch out, you know, well, then in order to do that, what do I need to do with data? Um, and, and that kind of goes back to the four points I talked about before. Well, first of all, you've got to know that a customer exists. So you got to acquire a customer record somehow then begin to enrich that with additional data points. So how many different data points from internal or third-party systems or second-party systems can I pull together to enrich that profile? Then start to understand and map out what kind of models do we want to run against them? Are they simple propensity models or, or what have you? And then the um, that's all a fairly thin pipeline, if you will, you know, because we bring lots of data in. Uh, and then what do we want to do with those decisions? Once, once we have that modeled customer profile, you know, what are the different channels we want to talk with them on, whether it's digital advertising or email or direct mail or, you know, call center type things. And then what are the different systems that, that propose them? So I think the first step is understand why. I think the second step is to identify the different kinds of data operations that you'll need to undertake. And then, have, and then begin to gain a sense of the different systems that are involved in those operations. And I think if you understand those three things, um, then, then you can start to look for software that will help you to stitch those things together. You can start asking more targeted questions of the vendors who are going to be coming after you. I, I, I love that approach. And it, it seems counter to what we see so often. And, and that is let's lead with technology and find the solution first and then figure out how to back people and strategy into that. Um, I, I love the approach of just taking a brief step backwards and start with why I love that approach and say, okay, what are we trying to accomplish and then go out and buy the right solutions that are going to help us, um, uh, accomplish that. And I think, uh, you know, I caught a uh, podcast with Jarvis Bowers, who's the VP of digital marketing at Holland America line. And that's something that he, uh, focused on quite extensively is about a 40 minute podcast. Um, I'll link it up in the show notes to this episode. If anyone is interested in listening to that podcast with Jarvis, but he talked a lot about the, the vision of building a great customer experience and the importance of defining what that strategy was. Um, and then going out and buying the right technologies that's going to enable the kind of customer journey that, that Holland America wants to build. So it seems like you, you know, that's kind of embodied in, in everything that you're doing and um, kind of puts you in the right place and, and is a great advice for, for anyone else, whether it's CDP or not, um, of how to approach deploying new marketing technologies or strategies. I'm blessed enough to call Jarvis my boss, uh, and so, <laughs> and so uh, definitely starting with the strategy first. And, and I would I would go one step further, specifically around the CDP, because that this this concept uh, is such a wild west with so many different vendors vying for attention. Um, definitely calls for a strategy first, technology second kind of approach. 
Um, you know, I think with a lot of different pieces of software, you can kind of acquire the software first and just kind of grow into it or use it as your, if you will, initial use case. Okay, we'll figure out how to use this. And then once we figure out how to use this, you know, then, then we'll understand the business better and we'll understand the use case better by, by you know, implementing the technology. I really don't feel like CDP or customer data platforms lends itself to that kind of approach where you adopt technology and grow into it. Uh, I just think there's too many posers out there. <laughs> um, <laughs> I call uh, it like I see it. In trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm interested, um, not sure how much you can share, but what kind of ideas that you have around what you were looking to unlock with um, CDP as a strategy, because uh, you, you have an interesting um, set of problems to solve in which you have some online touch points, and then a lot of the customer experience happens uh, on your ships. Uh, but this is not unique. It's just a different, um, it's just a different challenge. You know, we talk to a lot of retailers that are concerned about stitching and, and how do we stitch online to in-store. Uh, we even have publishers that we work with to hold events and they're asking the same questions. Um, what do you see maybe more broadly from a CDP, from a strategy standpoint that you would like to see solved and maybe like what things can we do in the short term, maybe the next six to 12 months and what things take a little bit more heavy lifting, but maybe exciting to be on the horizon in the next couple of years from a more connected ecosystem? Yeah. Um, you know, especially, especially in our industry with, with travel and especially vacation travel where, where, you know, so, so much business does transact, um, you know, not only offline, but, but through um, intermediated experiences through that travel agent. Um, a lot of the selling that we do, a lot of the people who buy cruises from us, we, we don't, we don't know, you know, who, who has bought a cruise until, until they actually board the ship. Uh, it's just kind of the nature of it's kind of the nature of how transactions happen in this industry. Um, that's definitely not the right out the gate use case that I think a customer data platform can help with, help us with. I think the initial use cases are, are definitely digital, where the data exists and um, the, the user interactions exist in a, in a more um, in a more real time in a in a more um, co coordinated kind of, kind of manner. Um, so I think that those are the initial use cases are, are around just really enhancing that online conversation, um, making sure that we're personalizing the, the website correctly to the user's interests, um, making sure that, you know, we're sending the right email offers at the right time that, that, that you know, the messages will be timely to, to those customers, um, you know, then starting to move more to the offline kinds of channels, um, you know, when somebody calls, have they been on the website? Um, you know, can we follow up with them in, a, in an appropriate way? So I, I think it's definitely a, a digital first and then, and then move into the offline kinds of transaction or the offline kinds of interactions um, for, how, for how I grow it out there. I am really hoping that, um, you know, adoption of, of a customer data platform and strategy around that will, will help us to, to create a much more seamless experience for our guests. Uh, you know, all the way through their journey from, from the time they say, hey, let's go on vacation to the time they get on the ship and have a great time um, and across all the different channels they might interact with us. You know, I, I'm going to let you jump in, but I, I, I really did um, 
have a lot of questions. And when we first kind of brought up this idea of chatting with, with Aaron about this, I'm like, I don't know if I have any real good questions to ask him. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like, I have so many questions. There's no way I can get through all of my questions in, in 30 minutes here, but I want to give you a chance yeah, to jump in. My, my uh, comments are raising more questions than answers. So that's, that's always and, great. And that's great. And that's always great. Um, to get people thinking. And that's what we want to do with the show is that, you know, we're not coming out here with the expectation that we're going to solve all problems. We want to get people thinking and asking more questions. So this is, this is great. Um, so you brought up personalizing the site experience. And I think, you know, that's something that you all is obviously very passionate about. So I want to step back a little bit. I've asked a lot of my questions to um, have you jump in, Hilan, maybe ask some more questions around, you know, what it means to to site personalization that's something that you work with a lot and are passionate about you know what are you interested in and and kind of pick Aaron's brain a, a bit on on that topic yeah as as you were talking about how this would kind of come about and you know the 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 roadmap for for putting this together it seems like you know um it would be kind of uh um, once it once it's in place and you're uh, to the point where there's activation points that you're using that data to activate towards the experience, it kind of comes back to some of the um, uh, tools and programs mm-hmm. that you have now, like the optimization and testing and, you know, uh, targeting by just the elevated kind of uh, knowledge that you know about your customer is that kind of the the journey with this where it comes back to uh, activation points by leveraging um, other pieces of the ecosystem that are already in place like testing and optimization or uh, does it have its own uh, kind of activation points that are beyond that yeah I, th- I think that's kind of the the notion of it being a platform is, is that you know the the job of the platform isn't done until it's taken all the data from these various sources and helped you pipeline that to those different systems where, you know, you're able to take action. And that's going to be different things for different endpoints, right? Mm -hmm, So in mm -hmm. some cases, um, you know, say for website personalization, you can, you know, you can recirculate that data into target. You can do so pretty precisely. But um, if you want to get this, you know, if you you want to get that data and those models to, say, uh, target somebody who's on Facebook. Well, you're going to need to go through some kind of DMP to onboard data anonymously into Facebook so you can build Facebook models mm-hmm. against it and do the targeting that way, which is more imprecise and have, you know, and has right. a few different, a few more layers of technology to do it. Mm-hmm. But all, all, all to come back to the notion that, that you know, a CDP in my mind uh, and, and the way I define it is, is one that helps you to take the data, not just get it ingested, mm-hmm. which is really a cool academic exercise, but it's only academic until you've actually used it to benefit the customer in some way. Mm-hmm. So. so what, what do you think? Cause I, you know, I, it's interesting that this is uh, coming, you know, from, from your role within the company, because does this mean that there's going to be another, you know, kind of practice to build around, you know, building and resources and teams to, to kind of put this together? Or is it something that kind of uh, is the next evolution of, you know, an analytics team just taking it to the next level? (laughs) You know, it seems like such an opening into a kind of a a wider space than we're used to and comfortable in. Um, Just wondering. That's that's a pretty good point. I can't really, I hadn't really thought of it that way, but I'm I'm kind of eager to find out myself. So <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna do it, but yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out one way or the other. You know? <laughs> nice, nice. I mean, fundamentally, it, it, it I mean, 
everything we do, and, and I mean, Jason, one of the things I remember way back when, you know, analytics is all about the people when it, when it took over the Twitter sphere. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, analytics, it's about the people. Hashtag, it's about the people. It, it really <laughs> is all about the people. The, the mantra, you know, on my team is, is know the guests better so we can serve the guests better. Everything we do with customer data, including how, how we collect and protect that data on behalf of the customer, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of trust that's in, you know given to us with with the, the data points um, everything we do is to to the benefit of the customer and so you're talking about you know uh, maybe new ways of thinking or, or new practice areas or new teams um, you know a lot of a lot of the conversation these days is about about digital transformation mm-hmm. you know another nebulous kind of buzzword um, but really there is a transformation in how we're thinking um, about marketing and I, I think I think the, the notion just of customer data strategy in general, um, CDPs in particular, you know, really is, hey, um, how, how do we go from this notion of of marketing as a broadcast experience? I have a message and so I'm going to shout it from the rooftops and play it from every TV and every billboard and every radio, um, you know, and, and now through the power of the interwebs. Um, <laughs> You know, be able to actually go back to having those kinds of one on one to one, you know, almost consultative relationship based transactions that, you know, we had back in the olden days right. you know, before uh, John Hamm and the Mad Men folks. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Mm-hmm. so I'm kind of excited about being part of that part of that transformation, if you will, and a different kind of a different way of thinking from from this kind of broadcast. Listen to what I have to say. To more of a service-oriented, um, you know, what are you interested in? Here's how I can help, kind of, kind of conversation. Then, taking that at the scale of data, it's exciting. So you brought you brought up something that's interesting to me when you talked about the trust that that you have to to handle all of this data. How much do you see companies going down the CDP path um, are are doing it maybe preemptively? So. We obviously have just come off a, a huge push with GDPR in, in the EU, um, but I think that's just the tip of the iceberg as more and more people are becoming aware of the fact that they're sharing information, um, at least when they're in a digital environment, and they may get to a point where they want more control over that data. Are, are companies looking at CDP as a pro, pro, like a preemptive approach to saying we're going to build trust and we want to do this in a way that's going to incent you uh, to share the data that you feel comfortable sharing, um, rather than maybe down the road being reactive. Reactive if a GDPR um, gets broadened um, outside of the EU. Hmm. There's a lot to unpack there. I, I, first, I, I don't. You know, first you asked um, if I see customer or if I see companies looking at. Uh, you know, CDPs as, as a way to get in front of privacy type. Um, yeah. So, so, so let me, let me simplify it. Cause um, I think it's one question and maybe I rambled uh, a bit. I'm, 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 I'm uh, still trying to fine tune my interviewing skills here. Um, so the question is, Wait, this is do interview? you see company? <laughs> no, we don't do interviews. We just have conversations, but I ask lots of questions. Um, do you see companies looking at CDP um, as a potential, a preemptive approach to addressing privacy concerns um, in the future where they want to find a way to incent people to share data um, and build trust rather than having it be uh, reactionary when legislation is pushed down to force them to do that. 
Yeah, gosh. So um, to answer your question directly, no, I, I, I mean, I don't hear of many companies, you know, um, looking at CDPs primarily or even amongst the primary goals, you know, being preference management or anything like that. But I can tell you the best CDPs are, are building themselves out with more customer control of data and better preference management in mind. And that's because there's there's a whole other theme um, that um, I'm starting to hear about with with zero party data. I don't know how much I haven't actually read a ton about it, but zero party data being um, fairly intimate um, attitudinal data that a customer may choose to, if you will, lease to companies um, on a per use or time bound time bound period. So. Um, you know, things like I'm in the, I'm in the market for a, I'm shopping for a car. And so I'm going to put out my preferences, everything I want in a car. And I'm going to let these people, these car dealerships or these uh, automotive brands know all my preferences about what I'm looking for in a car at a very detailed level. But that permission to use that data or even have access to that data, I'm going to revoke that within six weeks after I make my you know, buying decision. Wow, that's fascinating. And so the best CDPs out there are beginning to build themselves with with that level of, of zero party data um, preference management in mind. But I don't know that there are a lot of folks that are really looking at that as, a, as you know, looking at CDPs as a, you know, compliance mechanism to yeah. right out the gate. Got it. Okay, well, I just jotted down zero party data because that is the first time I have ever heard that term. So I need to go do some research. And just as a side tangent, I, I know in this industry specifically, there's a lot of concern about image of knowing everything that happens in the space. And it's it's always been really stressful for me because it moves so quickly. There is no way you can keep up and, and just admit that you can't know everything and say, I don't know, and go learn these things because there's just no way you can keep up on all of this stuff that's happening. It's just too broad, too much going on. And, you know, be a little, uh, be a little vulnerable to say, I don't, I don't know, and go, and go research new things when you hear about it. Absolutely. I mean, none of us know at all. Um, I, I sure don't. I mean, even the CDP is humbling me in brand new and amazing ways. For sure. Okay. Um, so we're, I think we're about coming up on our time. Hila, I'm going to give you a chance to ask one more question. And then I have one more question that I, I want to ask Aaron to, to wrap up and then let you take the, the closing minutes, Aaron, to uh, kind of give your, your final points. I would, so sorry to put you on the spot, Hila, but if you have any yeah, remaining questions. Um, I was just uh, going to ask where you feel you are uh, in, the, in that journey. I mean, it sounds like you're, I mean, you went into this saying, oh, I, you know, <laughs> I'm still learning, but it sounds like you know a lot about it and that you've observed it very deeply. Um, do you feel that you are close with Holland to uh, get started on that journey or what? Is, what is the next step? Smarter than I was a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and and certainly certainly um, certainly closer to that. I, I think, you know, at, at this state, having looked at the different technologies and the different you know data out there and the different um, approaches, uh, yeah, I, I think um, 
being able to figure out a way to to connect that strategy and vision into into more tangible action, I think it's beginning to define itself a little better. Um, I, even over the last say six months, I, I you know as as much as there have been new entrants into the market on the vendor space as well, um, I have seen more um, I guess um, alignment on definition of what a CDP is. You see a lot of these I call them earlier posers. You know they they kind of want one you know, single, single point of the stack, trying to expand themselves out. I, I see even them starting to align more industry-wide um, in more of a co- common definition of what, what a CDP is and how to put it to use. But uh, no, I mean, it's, it's what I love about, I mean, it's what I've loved about analytics for 20 years. It's, it's, you're always getting the chance to learn something new and you're always, you know, challenged to take this great academic learning and put it into action. So I don't know if I talked around that question well enough there. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> he, he's further ahead than he was a year ago. <laughs> That's what I got out of took it. A, took a lot of words to do that. <laughs> uh, so, so, so my my question is, I, I want to leave our listeners with with something actionable, mm-hmm. and a lot of our listeners, simply due to the the network that that we have, tend to have the title of manager of analytics, director of digital analytics, director of marketing and analytics. Um, and they may be heads down in, in some specific things that aren't looking more broadly at a, you know, a CDP type of strategy. What, what recommendation would you have for them as they're finishing up listening to this podcast? What would you want them to do next? Are there certain things that they should be researching? Should it be inward focused, looking at what our company does and where we may benefit from a CDP? Um, what, what are your word of, words of wisdom there? Mm. That's a great question. Um, I think I would go back to that very first, you know, comment and, and and really recommend that folks take a look and what is it we're trying to do. Um, center on that, and then and then ask the follow-on question: How are we using data to do that thing? So for me, the answer is I want to know our guests better so we can serve our guests better. And then I ask the question, how do I, how do I, you know, how are we leveraging data today to do that, you know, to, to, to achieve that, achieve that goal of knowing the guests better so we can serve the guests better. Um, I, I think that would be the, the big, the big action item. Um, really center on that data strategy as well, especially, especially if you're in an environment where people are starting to ask about these CDPs. Um, you got to go into that with a real strong vision for what it is you want to do with data. Yep. Otherwise, I think the default is let's go buy, buy some software and then figure it out later. Yeah. Right. So... Awesome. Well, Aaron, listen, I, I really appreciate you you joining us. Um, this was a, a fantastic conversation. And again, uh, it's a very hot topic in the industry, whether you're directly affected by it or not. If you work in, in digital marketing um, in the MarTech space, this is something that if you're not being um, affected by it now, you will. Um, it's, a, it's, again, a very hot conversation. So I, I am very appreciative that you would take some time to stop by and, and chat with us about the topic. And um, as you're further ahead than you were a year ago, I, I'm a lot smarter than I was an hour ago when we started it. Lots of questions and um, really appreciate you providing some very detailed responses to, to our questions. It's been my pleasure.
Excellent. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at www.33sticks.com. The 33 Tangents podcast is a production of 33 Sticks.